0: everyone and welcome to episode 91 of the Talking Fitball podcast. My name's Derek Clark and every week we bring you a first class interview with some of the most colourful and interesting characters involved in the game. This week it was a joy to chat to the larger than life Dean Walling to relive his time in the game Dino is in fine form as we hear about his early days As a youth at his beloved Leeds United How gutted he was at being let go Starting his career at Rochdale, his stint in Canada Playing at Wembley with Guisele, the Carlisle years As well as his time at Doncaster, Lincoln City and Cambridge United He also tells us all about his coaching academy And loads more in between So sit back and enjoy the latest episode of the Talking Football Podcast Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the the Talking Football podcast. I'm delighted to say we're joined this week by former Carlisle United favourite, Lincoln City of course, amongst many others, Dean Walling. Dino, thank you very much for coming on.
1: You're welcome, no problem whatsoever, no problem whatsoever.
0: It's great to have you on, Dino, great career in the game. Before we touch on that, um, I know you've got your your coaching academy and stuff like that in terms of the... uh, the current restrictions at the moment—is it affecting you guys and the, the work that you do?
1: Yeah, um, well, I run, I run uh, a, a multitude of academies. We we have from four all the way through to, to nineteen twenty. So we we run our um, development academy for the for the four to uh, sixteen year olds. Uh, that's stopped at the moment, you know. So we can't play any football. We we have um, some of the leisure centres we used around Lincoln are all closed at the moment. Yeah. Um, I also run a BTEC at the uh, HND uh, program, which is a college program and a university program. We just we've uh, we've been running for about the last five years. So we have the 16 to 19s on on that program. So we've got those lads on Zoom uh, uh, doing their their education program, having the BTEC on Zoom. Uh, we've got a Monstrava. Uh, I do some online fitness with them, fitness and conditioning uh with them you know so we we're keeping them active we're keeping the minds active uh, they're still getting into the lessons but at the moment it's uh, it's only 50% so um it's difficult there's no uh, no uh out on the pitch work we've got no where where we can go and play and, and get all the lads together and, and train and, and play matches so uh, that's all stopped so yeah. it's 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 difficult at the moment but you know we we're, we're, we're managing to get through okay
0: yeah Yes, it's a tough time, isn't it? Looking, looking yeah, at the, the, the career. Then, do you Um, you were born, of course, in Leeds back in 1969. Grown up, um, were you always kicking the ball around as a as a young boy?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was, I'm I'm a, I'm a Leeds boy through and through. You know, yeah. uh, I, I won't shout too loud from the roof. You know, uh, I know Carl Alf and Leeds have got a little bit of an affinity uh, uh, yeah. with each other. But um, yeah, from from a young age, four, or five, you know, when it was safe to go in the, the backfield and it will be morning, Wembley games and two coats down, yeah, mm-hmm. as goals and and playing in the bottom field all day. I mean, and I mean all day till it started to get dark, and then you start think about, oh, actually, I'm I'm a little bit hungry as well now. So it'd be next <laughs> goal, it'd be next goals a winner, <laughs> and whoever's ball it was always won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so um, yeah, from there and then went into. Um, at primary school and, and, and middle school and high school, played for Leeds City Boys. Uh, there were some really good players uh, back in the back in the day. At sort of like ten, that's when uh, 10, 11. Uh, David Batty, uh, good good buddy of mine, at uh, from uh, from Leeds United and back to Newcastle. You know Blackburn played for England, missed the penalty like, like he did. But uh, yeah, good mate of mine, Gary Speed. Uh, bless him, you know. Uh, Gaz was a good friend of mine, so we had a really good youth team. Simon Grayson, Brian Dean. Wow. Uh, you know, so we had some really, really, really good players. Uh, Dino's one of my best mates now because he's from Leeds as well. So yeah. scored first Premier League goal. Yeah. Uh, so big Deanzy, yeah. Uh, uh, me and big Z I like that as yeah. thieves. So yeah, it's um, I've always come from a uh, a football background. Yeah, yeah, right from a from a wee lad.
0: You go and watch Leeds when you're a youngster. You go to Ellen Road. Yeah, I used to be a ball boy at Ellen Road. Wow. Right? Yeah, in the uh, late, uh, uh, mid 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I used to be a ball boy
1: because I was a, a schoolboy there. So I was, at, I was at Leeds United from, I think I was at Leeds United from, from 11, 12. Yeah. yeah, playing in the, the uh, schoolboys for Leeds United. Uh, so, um, and and we'd, we'd play again, we'd get back, and, and all the schoolboys would be ball boys. So, yeah. um, you know, we Bow Boy back then, then in the day. So I've, I've grown up with Legion United all my life, really.
0: Yeah. You must have been living the dream back then as a, as a youngster, Dino. I mean, uh, your, your boyhood heroes there. I guess it must have been a great time for you. Yeah.
1: There was some, you know, looking back, there was some real legends there. You know, yeah. Billy Bremner was a manager yeah. uh, when I was there. You know, Billy, uh, Scottish international, you'll know Billy Bremner. Yeah. You know, one of the best Scottish players that's, that's ever lived. Uh, Peter Lorimer. You know, hot shot, Lash. Yeah. You know, I looked up to Lash. You know, and 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 at, and the later end of his career. You know, he's 35s, He was he was still leading. He was still hitting them in from twenty yards. You know, it's something that you don't lose. So there was a lot of uh, Leeds greats uh, still there, and some on the coaching staff. Norman Hunter. He yeah. was uh, he was on the coaching staff. But um, yeah, I grew up and stood next to some legends really. Leeds United. Yeah. Um, you know, back in the day, and there were some there were some good players back then. Uh, when I was there, uh, sort of as a kid growing up, you know, like Sir John Sheridan, um, uh, Dennis Irwin, yeah. you know, Terry, Terry Phelan. Yeah. You know, there were some really, really, really good players uh, back in the day. You know, and they was all just coming through. And obviously now they've all come through and some of them are managers, some of them are head coaches. You know, so, but those lads um, were, was, a, was a really good, uh, a really good year for for, for players coming through.
0: Yeah, I guess, you, do you clean um, anybody's boots and, and, and stuff like that? Yeah,
1: yeah clean Billy's boots, got kicked up the ass by Billy as well. <laughs> <laughs> got got two-footed by Billy as well. Oh, man, <laughs> Billy in training, you was. you A game of Rondo, oh. Man, if that came anywhere between him and you, he'd, he'd, he'd come off the ground, two-foot, yeah, I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> I wouldn't even think about it, he was that passionate, you know. Oh, and and, and forgot my mentor as well, really, Eddie Gray. Yeah, you know Eddie Gray, Eddie Gray was my mentor. He was and Jimmy Lumsden You know they were when I was. You know at fifteen, sixteen, it was like, you know I was I was only slight. I was about it's really weird. I was about eight stone at at sixteen. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Wow. And it was um yeah and 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 Eddie was a manager. Eddie Gray was a manager. and He could see something in me and he decided to give me an apprenticeship so I i always be grateful to Eddie for that cuz he could have said no you t- you're not big enough and and as I, as I went on over the couple of years put on the put on the weight and put on the power got into the gym you know and then when Billy came Billy actually released me from Legion United which you know um I wasn't happy about at the time but who would oh. be being released from your own town club and then I went to Rochdale uh, yeah. and Eddie Gray was a manager at Rochdale so Eddie bought me to Rochdale and and that's when I got my Start at eighteen really in the professional game in the old division four, yeah. you know. So yeah, that's um, probably nineteen eighty, probably eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, 89, Yeah, yeah. That, that those late eighties, I, I got my break uh, yeah. in the, in in professional football.
0: Um, you said there when you get let go, with Billy. That I mean, being a hometown boy, your fa- your your favourite club, you're playing for it. Well, you're you're, you're you're coming through the ranks. you know it m- must have been uh, heartbreaking when you get to- when you get let go? Can you remember it?
1: Yeah, of course I can remember. Yeah, I remember you know players going in before me, and I, I remember Gary Speed going, in and I remember David Bay going in, and then coming out and saying, "Yeah, we've got a pro contract. We've got a pro contract." Yeah. And and I sort of like looked around the dressing room, and I was like, "These don't look good." This don't look good, and 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 then I got called in. It was obviously the lads who we weren't keeping on uh, went in last, and I went in and spoke to him. He said, "You know, Dino, I love you. I love your tenacity. Great in the air, but you're physically just not strong enough. You know, I've got to look about putting you in the reserves in the first team. You know, but next twelve months, and I don't think that will materialise. And it was heartbreaking, but it gave me the strength and the uh, and the belief to to." Go and try and do it somewhere else, and mm-hmm. I left Leeds and I went to Rochdale, and then I had to do it a different way. I had to work from the bottom, yeah, and, and sort of work my way up. So it, it was hard not not playing a first team game at Leeds and and being around all those players and uh, and being around all those figures and faces and all those influential people. It it, it was hard to to leave and, and leave your hometown club, but you know that'd be the first thing I'd say to any young player that got released. I said. You Know it is what it is. You know, if you really, really, really want it, you've got to go a different direction. Sometimes you've got to go down to go back up again. So, yeah. you know, that'd be the first thing I'd say to any of my players. You know, if they got released, you know, it happened to me. Yeah. Um, and I went a different route because I really, really, really wanted it. So, yeah, you
0: no. Know. Before we look at it, Rochdale, just talking about um, Leeds this season, they were they were impressive again last night. How, what, what have you made of them? Um, under, under BL Sardino,
1: yeah. <laughs> <the> bit, <laughs> They've, they've been really good. They're, you know, they've been a breath of fresh air for the Premier League. Yeah. You know, it, Whereas Leeds used to be dirty Leeds, nobody yeah. wanted to watch Leeds and everybody hated yeah. Leeds. Now it's, who do you like watching in the Premier League? It's like yeah. Leeds, we love watching Leeds because you're either going to get, you're either going to score loads of goals yeah. or you're either going to concede loads of goals. So everybody loves watching Leeds. And, and they play this expansive, attractive style of play with pace, power, yeah, resilience, you know, they play a really, really, really good game. And it's exciting to watch because, you know, they'll counter off teams and, you know, they'll get counted as well. You know, it just makes for a good game, you know, and it's, like I say, it's been a, a breath of fresh air for the Premier League.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You went to Rochdale then, of course. I guess Eddie Gray, was that a big factor of you, of you going there, would you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. Eddie was the manager and Eddie had assignment leads at, at, at 13. Yeah. Uh, at uh, These games in the juniors and... Uh, the intermediates and the, and the resis at Leeds uh, didn't get a pro contract. So I said, come and, come and play for me and learn your trade basically. Yeah. Yeah, I was was still a a slight lad then, you know, I was was six foot, but I was really, really thin and skinny and gangly, you know, but I could, like, I could jump in the air and I was playing up front then. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I was good in the air, I was flicking things on for people and, uh, you know, he just, he, Eddie believed in me, you know. He said, "Well, we'll get you in the gym. We'll, we'll build, we'll build you up." And, and he did. I, I did score a lot of goals uh, as a centre forward. You know, I'd always played centre forward all my life. I played centre forward when I was at school, when I was in the juniors. I'd bang goals in for fun, <laughs> you know, right foot, left foot in the air, you know. But I wasn't quick. Uh, I was sort of like, you know, in the box. I was just like one of those old school that you don't actually see now. <laughs> you don't actually see an old-school nine anymore. So it's either a false nine, yeah, or he's yeah. running in the channels. And, and I stood and used to play with a big and a small one back in the day. Big and yeah. flicked it on for the small and you know. So um, at Rochdale, I did score many goals, but, you know, I, I was I learned my trade. I was only 18, you know, playing in Division 4 at 18. You know, it's, it's a, it was a big thing, you know, because yeah. we had some big old strong lads in there and some big old... Clever players in there, you know, throw the elbow in yeah. when, they were, when the referee weren't looking, you know, stand on your toes on a cold day, that type of thing, you know, you've got <laughs> all that, you know, so I learned my trade, essentially, I learned my trade as at Rochdale uh, playing up front, um, yeah. and uh, I, I really enjoyed it, but I, I wasn't a natural goal scorer.
0: Yeah, I was I was going to say that being a young boy like that, Dino you know, and then um playing against these these men um uh, experienced pros was it intimidating in like the tunnel and things like that and, and on the on
1: the park yeah, and yeah of course it was intimidating. I remember playing for Rochdale we played uh we played Wimbledon uh, yeah yeah we played Wimbledon in the I think it was the FA Cup it was one of the early rounds in the FA Cup and they had Vinnie Jones, Laurie Sanchez, Terry <laughs> Field and John Scales. Uh, Carlton Fairweather oh my days uh, Dave Dave Besant, Yeah, I was like 18 yeah and back in the day I think you only had one sub maximum yeah. two maximum two and and Vinnie Jones I remember him cobbing off before the game and in the, in the tunnel just before I remember in the change rooms and he, he kicked the door off the handles he, he kicked the door honestly to God he kicked the door and, and I remember Sean Reid uh, Peter Reed's brother was playing for us really uh, and he said something that I can't say, I can't say online now. Yeah, he said something to Sean, he said, I'm going to rip your ear off and this and that. And I was just sub, I was sub and I was looking and I was like, I don't want to get on to this. <laughs> I was like 18 and this was all going on and these pushing and shoving each other and I'm like, really, is this what it's all about? Is this wow. what it's all about? And Vinnie Jones was intimidating people and topping people and elbowing people and kicking doors off the engines and changing room doors and, Punching punching holes through the wall and everything. I was like, I don't think I want to be part of this game today. So I was like on, I was like on the bench thinking, please don't put me on. Please don't me on. And that's the, probably the only game that I've ever been proper scared. Yeah. You know, really on the, on the football pitch, any, any other game, you know. But yeah, when I was 18 and we played Wimbledon in the cup and Vinnie Jones was just, giving it large you know yeah. that was the only game I've ever really been scared to play
0: <laughs> uh, see when you are at Rochdale um, Eddie went to join uh, Hull City didn't you when, when you were there yeah. were, were, you, were you sad to see him go yeah I was
1: sad to see him go you know when you've you worked with somebody for, for, for a lot of years and, and, and they leave and then somebody else comes in yeah. you don't have the same ideas you don't have the same beliefs I know um, Terry Dolan came in Terry Dolan yeah. was uh, ex-Hull manager yeah, he came in and Bradford City manager. He came in, you know, didn't. Well, I'm not saying he didn't like me. He wasn't his type of player. Yeah. Uh, and then let, let me go at the end of the season. So, um, but Eddie was always, always be my mentor, and always will be. It'll always be the person that that I look up to and think, you know, gave me the start in the game and, and believed in me. You know. So yeah. for, Ed, for me, Eddie Gray will will always be a god to me.
0: Yeah, you went and, and you probably. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was class, he <laughs> yeah. was class, oh, absolutely. Wow, that boy was class,
1: yeah, yeah. Going down the left wing, he had twinkle toes, mate. Yeah, watch some of the games when he played for Leeds back in the late 60s, early 70s. United Gray was a player, yeah, a player.
0: yeah. That goal against Bondley, I think it absolutely oh. there, <laughs> it?
1: he went round about seven yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. after about 25 passes as well. Oh,
0: wow. yeah. Yeah, um, you, went, you went you went to Canada for a wee bit, didn't you? Um, what was all yeah. that about?
1: Yeah. Um so after I left uh, after I left Rochdale, I got a phone call from a guy called Len Cantella, He was Chief Scout at West Brom, and said um he was starting a team up in uh, in Toronto, a team yeah. called Kitchener. He said, uh, do you fancy going to play for the summer? And I just left Rochdale and I just I, I was I was devastated really because got released again. You know, you've been released twice and now yeah. you're thinking to yourself. Uh, I, I maybe need to start rethinking and reevaluating my life, yeah, yeah sort of speak, yeah. yeah. So I thought I've got I've got nothing to lose, yeah. Let's go out and play in Canada. So I went out to play over in Canada. A team called Kitchener, um, a guy called John John McGrath. You probably know it. He ex Celtic. Yeah, he played he played for Celtic. Uh, yeah. John McGrath, and um, it was a it was a new team, and and they just got a couple of English players in, and uh, they have got players from all over. Um, all over Canada coming in. It was quite, it's quite a good club and it was, it was well run, well organised. Uh, we played some really good games. We played out in Vancouver, out in uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Nova Scotia. So we used to fly to all our games. You know, I remember playing over at, at Vancouver Whitecaps, so we flew to the game and we had a two, three-day road trip over there. I played uh, West Ed- Edmonton, you know, uh, Edmonton, Alberta, and then flew across to, to BC Played a game over there. I remember playing one night. Uh, it must have been about seven, eight, nine thousand there, and they had the mountain, uh, the mountains in the background with the snow on the oh. top. Perfect pitch, yeah. you know. Great game. We we got done two or three, I think. But I just thought to myself, what an experience this is! Yeah. What an experience, you know. And it was just one of those uh, life experiences. And uh, I, you know, if I could have got citizenship, you know, over there, I, I probably would have done. But I had a young family and everything over back over here to, to to move everybody over to Canada. But yeah, it was a, it was a great experience for me. That was early early 90s. Yeah. Um and then came back and then found myself we actually got to we actually got to the conference final against Toronto Blizzards. Uh and, and and we got beat in the conference final because you played East and West. So we was in the Eastern Final, got beat in the final uh <coughs> excuse me. Uh we got beat in the final. So I flew back home back to the UK and I was sort of like twiddling my thumbs because it. I think yeah. it went into what we so September, but it probably went into October. Yeah, back over here you come over you come back here in October. Everybody's squatted up. Everybody's got all the players yeah. and everything. So I was like, hmm, what, what do I do now? And then that's probably on to your next question.
0: Uh, I was no, I was going to ask. Did you did you have an agent back
1: then, Dean? No, no, no agent. Yeah, I just got a phone call out of the blue from let's say this guy from, uh, called Lynn Cantella uh, and, and just fixed him up and said, do you want to, you fancy playing in Canada for the summer? I said you'll be back for the season. Yeah. Um, do you fancy it? I said, yeah, they paid everything, paid my accommodation, gave me a car. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place, Canada. And, and I, I ironically, I had family over there about 15 minutes away from uh, where I was actually based. Wow. I was based in Kitchener, um, and I had family uh, just round the corner. Yeah, my aunt was just round the corner, so it was Amazing. it was crazy, really. You know, as as big as Canada is, you know, six hour flights we were taking yeah. sometimes, three yeah. hour time difference. Yeah, you know, to go play a game of football, it's crazy, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it was um, no agent. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Yeah, another one of those life experiences that I've had.
0: Yeah. So the Carlisle move then in '91. How, how did that come about? So after I came after I came
1: back from Canada. Um, one of my mates, uh, one of my best mates I was at Leeds with, uh, like called Richard Annan, uh, left back, really good, yeah, technically really, really good, just so lazy, so lazy. He <laughs> was, was my best man when I got married, yeah, just so lazy, yeah, <laughs> technically really good. He was playing for Geisley. Yeah. So he said, to coming up to Geisley? So I'm like, it's non league, mate, it's like, <laughs> it's like Northern Prem. I'm like, he said, just come up and just see what you think. Yeah, there's a couple of good lads up there. They'll go have a beer after the game and that, they're all a good set of lads. So I'm like, oh. So I said, how many times a week do they train? So I said, train twice a week, play on a Saturday. So I was like, oh, go on then. So I ended up going up there. A guy called Gordon Rainer was the manager at the time. I went up there, playing up front again. First game, first touch, ball comes across from a corner. Boom, top corner, header. I was like... Second uh, second game, ball comes across, back post, header, boom. Yeah, so it's like two goals in two games. And this guy said, Are you gonna?" I said, I'm looking for a club, I'm looking for a league club. It's like October now. Um, I said, I'm looking for a league club, but I'll, I'll play and I'll train and I'll play games until I get them sorted back in the league. As it expires, we're winning every game. Yeah, mm. uh, we're in the FA bars. Yeah, winning every game. So we get to semi finals of the bars and uh, top of the league, and we played down at Buckingham, I think it was in the in the semi-finals of Vars. Gets to the FA Vars final, so I'm like, I can't leave now because we're at the Vars final. So it's in sort of like April now. Ended up winning the league as well, so Northern Counties Prem uh, scored 30 goals that season. Wow, 30 goals, and um, uh, and final of the Vars plays the final of the Vars at Wembley. Three um, 0 up, scores scores a second goal. 3-0 up in half an hour against Gresley coasting coasting <laughs> 3-0 up at Wembley you can't lose you cannot <laughs> lose this game I'm telling you so anyway uh 3-0 up goes in half time just keep it going Man says keep it going yeah just keep tight yeah just keep ticking over goes out 3-1 46 minute I'm like oh here we go <laughs> here we go yeah carries on playing let's come on, let's just go if we get one more goal They're done. They're done. 3-1. As long as it's 3-1, yeah, they've got, if they get another goal, they're in it. 3-2. So I'm like, oh, here we go. So, into added time. Into added time. (laughs) Come, come, come. come. Just go hold on. (laughs) 3-3. Game goes into extra time. I can't believe we chucked a 3-0 lead away at Wembley. Yeah. Uh, uh, First half of, uh, first half of uh, added uh, extra time. 4 3. We're down 4 3. I'm like, we're done. We are done. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, 4 3 down. I'm thinking, we're, we're done. Yeah. And all I'm thinking of is, we just get, get a corner, get a corner, somewhere. and I'll score from a corner. I'll score from a corner. <coughs> Excuse me. Last minute of injury time in the second period, 4, nil, uh, four 3 down. We score 4 all. Everyone's going mental. <laughs> Everyone's going mental. Wembley's got about. 8,000 in it, yeah, <laughs> seemed like it was 80,000, yeah, <laughs> Wembley's got first time I'd ever played, first time i have ever played at Wembley, yeah. by the way, yeah, so, um, yeah, it was going mental, yeah, 4 all, mate, we was lucky, yeah. we was lucky, last minute of added time in extra time, uh, so far, four, 4 we had the week replay at Bramall Lane, Uh, uh corner comes across, <laughs> yeah, do it again, <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, in the replay, Windsor Replay 3-1. Windsor Replay 3-1 at uh, Bramall Lane. Really, really good day. Played really well. We played some really good football back in the day for, for a non-league side. Played some really good swaths. Some really good lads there. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Carlisle, I, I, I knew Peter Hampton because I was, I was at Leeds with Pete. Pete was one of the older players back then when I was an apprentice. And uh, Pete and Aidan McCaffrey was uh, yeah. was at the game. Um. So, Pete knew me and uh, able to know him, I'd scored a few goals. He said, how do you fancy coming up to Carlisle? I was like, where? <laughs> <laughs> he said, Carlisle. He's... I said, where? <laughs> he went, Carlisle. I said, I don't even know where it is, mate. So <laughs> I'm a lad. I said, I don't know where Carlisle is. He said, come on, have a little look round. Aidan said, come up and have a little look round in the in the preseason, and then we'll, we'll, we'll just have a chat. So anyway, I got 30 goals. They're wanting me to sign again, uh, guys, yeah. because they've gone up under bars. I said, no, I said, it's league football, I, I can't. I said, so I went up, uh, spoke to Andrew Jenkins. Yeah, such a lovely man. Yeah, I still speak to him now, the, the chairman there. So we're talking 1990, 91. Yeah, I spoke to Andrew. Yeah, um, sorted me a deal out. Yeah, sorted me a little B&B out to to, 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 to live for a bit. Yeah, and uh, that was it. That was his start of the journey. Yeah, Um I started my Carlisle adventure Then. I left Leeds. I moved up. I moved up to Carlisle. Bought a place up in Houghton, uh, and and that was the start. But back in those early days, same again. I, I played up front. Yeah, I played up front in those days. Didn't really get many goals, but always gave hundred and ten percent. You know, and and I think some of the fans knew he, he maybe not the best striker, but he, he'll put a grafting in. And he'll, he'll put shifting, and you know, he'll he'll give you hundred percent. And and I think that's where the affinity comes from because. That's what all I've ever done for Carla. All I've ever done was give hundred percent and run and chase. And then, sort of one game we 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 was at Mansfield away, and uh, I, um, I think it was Aiden. Yeah, I think it was Aiden was a manager. Aiden was a manager, and Simon Jeffels got injured. I think got his nose smashed up and blood everywhere. And I was playing up front, and we had no centre half. So um, Knighton goes put Dino centre-half. I don't know how. He must have said to Aidan McCaffrey, put Dino centre-half, put Dino centre-half. So I filled in at centre-back and then, honest mate, that was it. It changed my career. Changed my career. My my career went on a total different path, you know. Um, Facing the ball, winning headers, scoring goals when you're not expected to score goals when from corners people won't pick you up because they didn't expect you to score and i just come up and score, put it in the back of the net. And scored loads of goals from, from centre half yeah. it was it was bizarre and yeah. from that day on you know that was that was my career path yeah, yeah. Uh, that day at Mansfield if Simon Jevels hadn't smashed his nose in bloody everywhere, yeah. and I had to move back to centre half we probably wouldn't be talking now
0: yeah well what was you, what were you thinking when you initially get asked to play at the back there were you thinking you could do a job or yeah but a fish out of the water
1: it it was it was it was it was easier because you could you you, you, you could 20, see yeah. the ball. You could yeah. see the ball and you, and you were facing the ball. Whereas yeah. when you're playing at the back, uh, playing up front, your back's always to goal and you're receiving and yeah. you're laying off. You could actually come onto the ball. And I was r- always really good at, at reading what a centre forward did to do because I used to be a centre forward. So that always helped me. I could I, I could read the runs, when they was going to run in behind, when they was going to run short, when they were just running off my shoulder because I used to be a centre forward. So I, I knew what runs they were going to make. So you know, I could always get there first. You know, second there before them. You know, so I was always reading it. You know, I wasn't the quickest, but I could always read where the where the goal. Never got caught out one on one. You know, yeah. always covered. Yeah, always got covered. You know, so you know it it was it was good for me. But it, it took a good season to to learn my, learn my trade. I remember sort of playing after shortly after I went um, back to centre back. We played Norwich. Uh, in the Coca-Cola Cup and Chris Sutton was playing up front yeah. and I remember marking Chris Sutton out of the game and I got man of the match uh, uh, that day and Chris Sutton was on the verge of England and I think yeah. they was if they was in Europe that year I think sure, that, they yeah. were in the European Cup that year they got yeah. to the semi-finals against Bayern Munich I think yeah. and um, yeah I marked Chris Sutton out of the game that day so I thought I could probably do this if I'm marking Chris Sutton I don't think I'm going to come across anybody as good as him Yeah, yeah in, in Division 4 you know, uh, so um, you know that gave me the confidence to uh, to uh, to take on this role as a, as a centre back.
0: Yeah, the, see when you said they are uh, playing for Guiseley and at Wembley that first time, you know, of course you you play at Wembley again, and we'll touch on that. But what was that like? As a, as a young boy running out there and playing at, at Wembley?
1: Man, I remember I remember the goal, mate. I remember the goal about yeah. uh, about about 20, 20, 20 minutes in twenty minutes in, just sliding at the fire poles so and ball rolled in the back of the net, and it's like the best feeling you've ever yeah. you've ever come across. Play play playing at Wembley for the first time is always the best time because you don't know what to expect. You yeah. know, the second time and third time, you know, you know what to expect. And you're giving your um bit of advice to people that have not played there before. Take yeah. it all in and 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 see it all and and look and cause this game is only gonna last 90 minutes. It's gonna go like that. Yeah. And that's the thing about Wembley. The time goes so quick, but the first time was was, was awesome. The result wasn't the best three 0 up, but ended <laughs> up drawing four four. Uh, but um, you know, it was it, it was so good as, as a young lad, I think It was only as, it's only about twenty one. Yeah. yeah, it's only about twenty one. But to play at Wembley when you when you're twenty one, the the theater, you know, twin towers and everything. Yeah, you know, we, we just it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah.
0: How did you find living up in Carlisle? Because, um, like you say, coming from from Leeds, it must have felt like uh, uh, the back and beyond. Like it's, it's quite it, it, it,
1: it was just it just took so long to get there. <laughs> uh, so back in the day, back in the day when I first came uh, to Carlisle, the A66 was one lane all the way across. Wow. All the way across, it was A66 from Scotch Corner. Yeah, yeah, all the way across the Penrith, it was one lane. So if you got stuck behind something, you was done. Yeah, but I was lucky because when I, when I did sign and I, and I said to um, I said to Andrew Jenkins, I said I ain't got a car. I said I ain't got a car. Andrew I said uh, he said we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll sort you out with a car. So they, they gave me they gave me, gave me a bit of cash, yeah, uh, to get myself a car. And I got myself. A Renault Five GT Turbo. Wow, <laughs> they were the car back in the day. Yeah, G Reg '89. Yeah, 1989 it was. Yeah, what a car that was. Gunmetal grey. It was the fastest <laughs> thing I've ever come across. Yeah. The fastest thing I've ever been in. So it was like behind the truck. I was doing. I was doing. Um, I was doing leads to Carlisle in an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, cross there, across there. Yeah, straight home on a after the game on a night. Sometimes you know I'd, I'd come back to Leeds. And I'd be, there'd be no cars on the A66 I'd Fly across there, fly down the A1, yeah, an hour and 20 minutes, turbo would still be going for about 45 minutes. I was talking to my mate this morning about those cars. Yeah, and, oh man, yeah. So yeah, Andrew, you know, he, he looked after me because, you know, coming from, so I, I was at, in Canada, then I played at Guysley And I said, Andrew, I said, I've said, i got no money for a car. And he said, we'll sort your car out, sort your yeah. car out. And then, you know, that was that. But yeah, I didn't know uh, where Carlisle was. At the start, when I first came, you know, it seemed like ages, mate. Going yeah. up the A1, then across the A66, got stuck yeah. behind the farmer's tr- truck, and then once you get to Penrith, you're like, oh, we must be there. It's like, yeah. oh, like got to go up again, go up another more way. Yeah. yeah. And then when you've done it about 500 times, it's like, boop, 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 boop.
0: yeah. I used to do it a lot. I used it, to live in uh, Dreglington, just outside Leeds, and used to go back up to yeah, Glasgow now and again. Yeah. And I know, I know your pain, and that yeah. was. A,
1: yeah. Um, when that was two lanes you just straight, straight up the A1 mate keep going
0: yeah was, keep you're going. as well doing pass that
1: new, past Newcastle yeah keep going yep. keep going you're as
0: well doing that aye yeah. um, oh, Aidan McCaffrey how did you find him as a, as a manager
1: I loved Aiden, yeah Aidan was sound mate yeah uh, like I say he gave me another chance did, did Aidan you know he, he believed in me you know and, and I think you know th- these managers did believe in me because I I'd never let them down yeah. I'd always give him hundred percent, you know. I'd give him everything that I had in the tank and and more. Uh, and and they could see that technically gifted wasn't the most technically gifted. But you've seen players technically gifted but not got any of that, you know. Yeah. So you know, I, I was the opposite way around. There's plenty of that and as not technically gifted as, as as some other players. But um, yeah. you know, Aiden was he was different class. Aiden, you know, looked after me because I was only young. I was only like twenty one. Yeah, you know, I'm um, yeah. playing in the first team at, at 21. You know, you got to produce, yeah. And if yeah. you don't produce, you know, you're out. And he, he gave me that chance today, then.
0: Yeah, um, of course we had uh, Tony K going a, a couple of weeks ago, and then he mentioned you, you, yourself, my boy. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was asking after you. He said uh, uh, he asked me, he asked you, uh, who's to blame for the, the, the old uh, the pass <laughs> mix up? <laughs> <laughs> I sent I
1: sent the clip. I sent the clip against Fulham. I sent it to yeah. my scholars. Yeah, so I've got my, my 18 and 19-year-olds, the lads on the board behind me. You know, I, I said it to my scores. I said, who's fault? And they said, well, do you know, you didn't look, you didn't check your shoulder before you before you played it. I'm like, well, I did not, I know Kegy's right foot, so I didn't want to put it onto his left foot because I know he weren't the best at kicking, were you, Tony? Yeah, weren't the best at kicking. You could have controlled it as well, but to be fair to him, it, it came It went over a massive bump.
0: Yeah, I see that, yeah. He <laughs> hit
1: a massive bobble. Yeah. He went to kick it, and then it ended up in the back of the net. And to this day, I thought your angle was a little bit too wide, Todd. But we'll talk about it in another 10 years, mate.
0: <laughs> he mentioned that um we went into the dressing room at halftime, uh, Mick Wadsworth, who was the manager at the time, was, was going mental at him. How, what 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 was that like? Can you remember much about that?
1: <laughs> it, was, it made a change, because he's normally always going mental at me. Man. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was only a couple of boys that he loved. He loved Rod, he loved Reevesy, and he loved Edmo. There, I think yeah. there is love, child's. Yeah. yeah. So them three, he loved them three, and then I think he didn't like everybody else, Mick. He just give yeah. everybody else a bollocking. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it was one of the, it was one of them things. You know, you look back now and think, oh my days. You know <laughs> what I mean? But that, but nowadays, you know, every, the balls go back to keep a look at Allison the other day. You know, Liverpool yeah. against City. You know, they they all get it wrong and when the keeper gets it wrong it usually it's well highlighted it's well documented and it usually ends up in a goal yeah. <laughs> when the keeper gets it wrong anybody else on the pitch gets it wrong yeah it don't really matter does it
0: yeah that um, when you won the, the the division 3 title was it 94 95 94 um, 95 yeah how, how enjoyable was that season to play in you you know that
1: was probably you know the best team you know that i played in you know we we played some great football throughout yeah. the year you know we we put we, we, we was unbeaten in 20, 21 games. Uh, and then we put another run but We was unbeaten in 15, 16. You know, we, we just didn't lose. And we had some real big pressure games that we needed to win. them, and, and, and we won those, you know, and the lads, we always stuck together. We won together. We lost together and we drew together, you know. And I've got the WhatsApp group that we're on now. All those lads, are, those 94, 90, 95 lads, are, we're on that WhatsApp group. Still talk with all those lads now, Edmore, yeah. Thorpey. Um, Tony Gallimore, Keggy, you know Derek Mountfield, you know we're we're all on uh, uh, that um, Stevie Awood we're all on that WhatsApp yeah. group, and we're still friends now. That's ninety five or five fifteen, like twenty six years ago, yeah. mate. You know, and yeah. so having affinity with players and, and people twenty six years later, yeah, it's something really special.
0: Yeah, absolutely is. Yeah, but see, Br- Brunton Park, um, difficult place for for teams to go to. How did how did you find playing there? Did you enjoy playing there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Um, always windy. Always too windy. <laughs> <laughs> always too windy, yeah. And and I look back now, because I still watch a couple of videos now, sometimes go on YouTube. The pitch was so bad. Swain is <laughs> Ted, Ted if you're still there, mate. That pitch wasn't the best, mate. Ted Swainson. Yeah, I know you're not there anymore, but if you're watching Ted, you know, you needed to sort that pitch out, mate. <laughs> yeah, the pitch was always boggy. You know, so you, you got to... December and January, you know, and it was windy, it was raining, it was hailstoning, you know. I don't think people like to go to Carlisle, to be fair, yeah. you know. So we we was always one up before we even went out on the pitch because they just didn't fancy it. They didn't yeah. fancy it, yeah. But we we dealt with it well. We, we we had a good set of players. We could play on we could play on any pitch really, and we could yeah. we could out fight people, we could outthink people, you know. We could outrun people, you know. We we were a really 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 good squad of players.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You reached the the football league trophy final that year at, at Wembley. You'd lose that time, of course. Can you remember much much about that game? Dina went to extra time, didn't it? That one.
1: Yeah, yeah, they went extra time and golden goal. Yeah, uh, it was the one against Birmingham. Yeah, and and I think you know, you ask any professional footballer, you know, and, and I think you're probably talking England players and top Premier League players. Have you ever played at Wembley in front of a full house? You know, there's yeah. 77,000 there that day, Yeah. you know, and you cannot take that day away. You know, I remember coming out uh, and, and just looking around and thinking, wow, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, <laughs> 77,000 people at Wembley, you know, yeah. and, 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 and and I was happy for the Carlisle fans as well because they deserved it, you know. They, they backed us and they, they went up and down the country with us in droves, in droves. Yeah. And, um, and everybody in Carlisle, went to, went to that game, you know, yeah. going down the motorway, there was buses yeah. and buses and buses, you know, Carlisle was deserted that weekend, you know, and and I and was so pleased for the fans because, you know, they still talk about it that day, yeah. you know, they still talk about, remember that first Wembley, you know, and nobody, you know, you speak to Carlisle fans, remember the first Wembley, oh, Dino, eh, great, eh, <laughs> <laughs> great, eh, oh, they're members, eh. That first, that first Carlisle, eh? that first Wembley, eh? great day, eh? oh man, yeah, some that was someday, someday that first day, you know, walking out, walking out, uh, coming, walking out was just the, the best. It just yeah. sending uh, your oh, hairs on your on yeah. the back your neck and everything. I just singing, singing the national anthem was. Probably one of the proudest things, singing the national anthem, and you know after that, "God Save the Queen," and then you go, <laughs> and then you run off, you run off, you run off, and you just got so much energy and examining, and you run off. come on, come on. You know? Then the next time I play, it's like, oh, "I've been here before."
0: Yeah, <laughs> been here
1: before.
0: See that yeah. first time though, you, you said that it must have—you must have felt to yourself—you've came a long way from think like you might have to have changed careers and all that. A few years later you're playing at Wembley in front of, yeah, of 80,000 yeah. people.
1: Yeah, it was um it was it was it was proud it was it was proud to play in front of all those people and I, I, you know Carlisle changed it, it changed my career. You know, yeah. going from a centre forward to centre back, it literally it changed my career. Cause yeah. I don't think I'd have possibly got another contract been a, been a centre forward and a centre forward not scoring goals the crowd can like you as much as you want, but you pay paid to score goals. And I wasn't really, as, as a youth, I was a natural goal scorer. As a, as a youth player, I was a natural goal scorer. I was scoring goals all over the place. Uh, but I don't know whether it was my physique, you know, just at the time uh, as a centre forward, I, th- I think it possibly could have been my physique and it just wasn't strong enough for, for a centre forward. But moving back to centre half, I could jump, I could leap, I could, I could head, you know, and, and I think that's what, that's what won it for me. And, and, and that's what I'll always be remembered for probably at Calab for, for coming up at corners and free kicks and scoring <laughs> loads of goals. Yeah. Loads of goals.
0: See, that, that second time you went to Wembley of course, you'd win that that time against Colchester. It was a pretty iffy game, right enough, but you, you won on penalties and and you stepped up yourself, uh, you know, and, and, and put yeah. one away. To, um, can you remember much about that?
1: Yeah, it was... I had, I had a great chance in, in extra time. He went over the bar by about that much. Flicked, flicked on from a from free kick, and I yeah. thought I thought it was in. It was it was that far that far away. And, and as it went into penalties, you know you, you're an older you're an older pro now, and yeah. and you know I'd never taken really penalties before. I'd never really practiced penalties before. And what what I said to myself, I'm not going to let any of the young players take a penalty before me. Because there was Rory Delap, I think there was Matt Janssen, there was Lee Peacock. Yeah. You know, there's no way I'm stepping up, not stepping up and and letting them, you know, take a penalty. And if they miss, you know, it's it it will it do one of those things. So I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step up and 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 be one of the senior pros, which is what I was at the time. Yeah, and and I and I know for a fact, you know, when I stepped up, people would probably go, no, no, not Dino, <laughs> not Dino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, I stepped up and uh, to the play. Yeah, and, and, and put it in. It was a pretty good penalty actually. Yeah, yeah. Right down in the bottom corner. Keeper had no chance. Yeah. But um, but but I remember I remember thinking there's, there's no way I'm going to let uh, let the young lads take a penalty before me. You know, I could I probably couldn't even live with myself. You know, yeah. knowing uh, that I had the chance to um, you know be uh, be accountable for it. You know, yeah, so but, yeah, well, it, it was good though. But it was the longest walk, longest walk yeah. ever. From the halfway line, yeah. And and I, I, I remember just walking, thinking I'm just going to walk here. And I remember all the coaches, if i booing, I'm like, I'm going to have to worry up. So halfway halfway from the halfway line uh, to the uh, to the penalty spot, halfway I thought, I'm going to have to start jogging. So I jogged, put it down and just took a deep breath and picked a corner, yeah, and uh, and put it in and put it in yeah. and, and finished them off. Yeah. yeah Kagan was a hero that day. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple of great saves, a couple of great saves. And Owen Archdeacon, Archie, Yeah, yeah
0: scored missed,
1: every penalty, yeah, <laughs> every penalty, all season. He must have had about nine or ten. Like, you'd have backed him all yep. day to score, because he took one. He took the one before me. And when he missed, I was like, oh, my days. <laughs> if I missed, we're done, we're done. <laughs> yeah, so, I probably had the most pressure on my penalty, really, because he just missed. They scored. So, if I missed, it'd have been game over. Yeah. So... I think I handled the pressure well to be fair. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> guess it was a good night that night. I mean, Tony said you get you get chucked out Wembley after you just stayed in the bath and all that <laughs> celebrate. I think
1: so. Yeah, what I can remember. Yeah, and then I think we 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 went back to Cal. I don't know if we went out that night, but yeah, those are those are great things that yeah. you, you remember. Yeah. Uh, the good things. It was a it was just different class. It was uh, mm. great to remember
0: again. And that iconic strip you showed me as well. We're, we're, we're not we're, what a strip that yeah. was.
1: Yeah, deck chair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether you can see it on the wall up there. There it's there. Yeah,
0: you don't yeah. Signed by any like sign. that anymore?
1: Yeah, signed by all the lads. That one. Yeah, it's got every That's single class.
0: signature on it. Yeah,
1: Wembley,
0: nineteen ninety-seven. Wonderful. Yeah. So, see, um, you left the club in uh, ninety-seven. Um, uh, not long after. Do you know what? What was it? The thinking behind that? Were you sad to leave at the time, or were you ready to leave? Honest. Um, it, it,
1: it, it was Michael more than anything. It was Michael. Yeah. So it always is. Always is with Michael. Um, What What happened was um, I was out of contract. We just We just won uh, at Wembley. We just got promoted, and my contract was up. Uh, So I said I wanted X, Y, Z. Jeremy said, "No, I can't give you that." Like we've just won at Wembley. (laughs) We just um, um, won the league. Yeah, yeah. I want a new contract because I'm looking to look to buy a, a big house. You know, I've got a house in Carl. I'm just looking to move to a bigger house. You know, just wanted a, just what I, what I bought. I deserved and and uh, I'm, I'm not bothered about what anybody else is on. I wasn't one of those type of people that said, "Oh, he's on that. I want that, or I want more." I just wanted what I thought I was uh, valued at. And I said, "I want yeah, a new contract. I want this amount of money." Uh, uh, we can't do that, Dino. Like he can. He said, "No, we can't do that." So, <laughs> I um, when Merv got sacked, yeah, when yeah. Merv got sacked, John Beck from Lincoln must yeah. have run Merv moving Day and said, um, "How come you've been sacked?" Because obviously we we weren't doing too bad. We'd, we'd lost yeah. a couple of games, yeah, but Merv was always going to take us in the right direction. Always yeah. great coach, Merv.
0: Yeah,
1: and uh, and John must have spoke to Merv. This is really really bizarre. John must have spoke to Merv, and, I, and my name came up. Into it, uh, and, and I don't know how it came up between them. Yeah, uh, that um, that I was out of contract. Within twenty minutes, my phone rings. Yeah, John <laughs> Beck's on the John Beck's on the phone. Uh, oh, well, we want you to come and sign for Lincoln. Um, I, he said, what, "What are you on? What, what have you asked for at Carlisle?" And I told him what I asked for, and he said, "Right, we'll we'll give you that all day. We'll give you that, yeah. and we'll give you this." Wow. So I'm like, "Oh, right, okay." Um, so I had to go back and tell Michael. Um, actually, no, I, I, I said, I said, I've, I've had enough. I said, I've been here six years, yeah, been at Wembley twice, got promoted and everything. I'm looking for a new contract. And German tells me he can't offer me a new contract. I can't mean that much to him. I can't mean that much to him, you know, as much as I, I love the place and I love the fans and it's my spiritual home and everything, I had to look after myself, I had to look after my family and everything. And uh, I remember, I remember telling all the lads, I said, I'm, I'm going, uh, we, we played on the Saturday and I said, uh, I'm going, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Lincoln on Monday. Yeah. I'm going to Lincoln, I'm going to Lincoln on Monday. I'm out of contract. If I break my leg on Saturday, I'm done. You know, I've got obviously got no, no, no contract or anything anyway. I said, I'm, I'm going to talk to Lincoln on Monday. And I didn't tell it, I did tell uh, uh, the chairman, I didn't tell anybody. I just told a couple of the lads, I said, I'm going to Lincoln on Monday. I think I'm going to sign for Lincoln. So I went down to, to Lincoln, went down on the Monday. Uh, i a look around the training ground and everything. <laughs> uh, went to see the chairman, agreed a contract. Yeah. Um, then <laughs> I remember John Reigns, the chairman at Lincoln, I had to ring Michael Knighton because I'd not told the chairman I was going. <laughs> so so uh, chairman, I said, I'm at, I said, I'm at Lincoln. He goes, you where? <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm at Lincoln City. He said, what are you doing there? I said, I'm signing for Lincoln. So he said, you can't sign for Lincoln. I went, I can. I'm signing for Lincoln. And then I, I put it onto the, ch- the chairman. So the the, the, the degree defeat, then he, I came back to Michael. He said, what have they offered you? I told him what, what they'd offered yeah. me. And he said, I'll match it. I said, it's too late. It's too yeah. late. I've given them my word now. And that was the last time I spoke to Michael on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I said, I've given, I've given them my word now. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, I signed for Lincoln. I signed for John Beck. Yeah. And we... Um, they were in uh, Cal over oh, to Cal over oh, in League 1 we was in League 2 but we was, we was going to get promoted well, yeah. well I did, did really well scored a load of goals again gave me the captaincy after like three games I remember him bringing me into the office um, we're going to make you captain I'm like I don't want to be captain <laughs> I'm going to piss someone off he said you're going to be captain I'm like I don't want to be captain <laughs> you're going to be captain so I'm like oh god so I remember my first game, um, I think the first game was Leighton Orient, uh, I think I scored in my first game, and then the second game oh, no. was Scunny, Scunny away, derby. local derby, yeah. corner, top corner again, <laughs> wins 1-0, then that was it, the crowd loved me, all the players respected me, so I got that captaincy and I didn't get any crap for it really, because that's yeah. what can happen, you know, sometimes you get a captaincy and you don't perform, you know, you got to get you got to get the respect from your dressing room, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and it, it was it was good for me. Scored two goals in my first two games. Um, scored quite a few goals. I think I got ten that season uh, from centre back. And um, and the lads, yeah, great set of lads. Welcome me. Score two goals in your first game straight away. The lads love you. You know and the lads know you. You're fitting in and you can do the job. You know, so that was that was good. I had a good time I think We got promoted uh, that first yeah. year. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, really good.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the the, the Carlisle contract situation. Tony uh, pretty much said the exact same when he left to Blackpool. He was down in Blackpool and uh, I think Michael said I'll I'll match it Um, and he asked to put it in writing. He says, no, just come back up the road. We'll sort it tomorrow. He went, nah. We've been trying to sort it for six months. Uh, It's a very similar story, you know what I mean? I think there'll be a lot of...
1: Yeah, unbelievable. You yeah. know, I, I tried to sort this contract out. My, my, sort my contract out. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll do it. And just left it, and left it, and left it. So I'm. Uh, so my contract ran out in June. So June, July, August, September, October, three months, and I'm still got not got a contract. Yeah. I'm still on the semi got contract. I've been at the club six years. Yeah. I've given <laughs> everything for that club. I gave yeah. everything for that club. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it just wouldn't just sort the contracts out so I went to Lincoln they did and I said right I'm going I said I'm leaving didn't want to go Yeah, I, I think I'd actually found a house in Carla, found a house I was living at Houghton and I found a house around the corner a bigger house around the corner that I wanted yeah. and I thought no I said no I said you, you've dragged me you've, you've dragged me along for three months yeah without a contract I could have broken my leg in any game Yeah, that would have been it that would have been it they'd have just finished me yeah. you know so um, you know it, it was sad to it's sad to leave you know, but prior to that, um, you know, we haven't even, we haven't even spoke about it. You know, I nearly left um, on our first promotion uh, with Carlisle, I nearly left to go to Preston. Um, wow. Yeah. So um at the end of the season, I remember John Bet was a manager again because he chased me everywhere, John. <laughs> he was a manager and, and Gary Peters. Yeah. yeah. At, at Preston. And they wanted me to play at the back with David Moyes. And wow. um, yeah, that was when we just got promoted, um, and Preston were we just got promoted, and Preston was still in uh, uh, league. Well, uh, uh, th- 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 league three was it? Third division, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, Preston was still in third division then. They was going to get promoted that year. They, yeah. they had Kiddo, yeah. They had Moise, yeah. We had a really good. They had a really good team then. Uh, Simon Davy, yes, Simon Davy there. Yeah, they was going to get promoted, and they said, "I want you to come and play with David Moise." So I went, I went to Preston. Yeah. Um, in the summer. Yeah. I'd, I still had a, uh, I think I must've had a year left on my contract at Carlisle. And I, and I went to Preston to look, they showed me around. Yeah. Um, offered me a contract said, we want you to sign. And it just didn't feel right. It just, it yeah. just didn't feel right at the time. And, and I don't know, we'd gone up and, you know, I just got player of the season at Carlisle. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, it just didn't feel right. I just, yeah. and I, I was happy where I was and everything. And and I, and I turned them down. I turned them down. Yeah. So I, I went for talks. Yeah. Agreed the contract. Agreed terms and everything. Yeah. And I remember uh, the uh, Gary Peters ringing me up and said, hey, "Are you signed?" I said, "Sorry, Gary." I said, uh, "I said I'm staying at Carl. just, it just does not feel right." And he it, it was good about it. it guys was. Uh, and you know so. I could have been a pressing player. Boo!
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: see, see, yeah. you're about, uh, see, you're talking about John Beck. Of course, you'd play under him at, at Cambridge as well. What was he like? He's proper old-fashioned, old-school, isn't he?
1: Proper old-fashioned, proper old-school, yeah. But but John was a pioneer. Uh, John was doing, in 1996, 97 when I signed for Lincoln, John already had the fitness coaches. Yeah. John already had uh, match analysis. John already had... The creatine and, and the weights and the fitness and conditioners, wow. yeah. John had everything, you know. Uh, the ice baths, you know, all these players going to the um, uh, uh, uh deep uh, cryo chambers and yeah. everything for recovery. John was had a, a bin of ice, yeah. you had to get in after the game, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable ice, uh, a bin, uh, one of those, um,
0: yeah, I've seen uh, them big the bins, yeah, with the the, games, the, yeah.
1: yeah. You had to get in that after the game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So, John was doing that and. And I think his problem was he got stigmatised for this long ball, long ball, long ball yeah. that he used to play. And then we, when I was at Cambridge, we tried to get it on the floor. Yeah, So we'd play 20 passes, and then it went long one time, and everybody go, boo, boo. <laughs> so he had this stigma to him that he just couldn't get rid of. He just couldn't get rid of. Because John was a really good player in training, played for QPR and everything, John. Yeah. Really, really tidy player, really good feet, but had this stigma of, of, of the long ball and... He he just couldn't get rid of it, mate. Yeah, and and that was his—that was his ultimate downfall. But great guy. He he was another one that believed in me, chased me everywhere that I went, John. Chased me, wanted to sign me. And like I say, when when he was at Cambridge, uh, signed me again at Cambridge. Signed me at Lincoln. You know, and he he knew what I was capable of because I I did it. I always always did it to his teams. Always did it to his teams.
0: Yeah, we spoke before we started the chat about um, Armand Oney, you'd play with him at Cambridge, of course. He, when we asked him about John Beck, he says he'd never experienced anything like him. He used to go mentally in, in the dressing room and things like that, and he was just a young yeah. kid thinking, what is going on here? On. Yeah,
1: John, John had his ways. Honest, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever had a, a manager that was so prepared for a game, you know. He'd yeah. watch their team and he'd have all their set pieces on the board Um He'd have individual dossiers on players. You know, his preparation was good. Yeah, food, yeah, rest, yeah, yeah. prep was different class. I think he was just in the wrong era. He was in the wrong yeah. era. People were looking at him as if he was crazy. But now, it's just natural. It's just normal now. Yeah. You know, you've got your fitness and conditioners. You've got your analysis. you got your nutritionists. You know, we had um, um, sports psychologists coming in, yeah, talking to us. He was doing all that, mate, in 1997. You know, as soon as Arsene Wenger came, yeah, 1999 at Arsenal, that's when it all started to change. And, you know, you got the players coming in, not eating kebabs anymore, you know, (laughs) starting to eat good food. not having pints of beer after the game, maybe have a glass of wine with your meal. You know, and that's when it all changed, when uh, Arsene Wenger came in. And that's when the culture of the players started changing. All these foreign players coming in and who'd been doing it for years, you know, but uh, but John just looked like a nutcase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are you putting him in an ice bath for? Obviously now, why are you putting him in a cry chamber? Yeah, yeah, because it helps your muscles relax and helps your yeah. muscles recover. That's why. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, I think it was just the wrong time for him.
0: Yeah. See, before he went to Cambridge, of course, you'd have a wee spell at Doncaster and a uh, Northwich Victoria as well, didn't you? You had a wee spell there. Yeah,
1: yeah, Donny. Yeah, Donny was. um uh, Ian Snodding was uh, the manager yeah. at Donny, yeah, and uh, I knew Snods from Leeds, and uh, and that was another thing. I was at, um, yeah, I was at Lincoln, yeah, because I went from Lincoln, and uh, we just got promoted with Lincoln, and um, I'd not played for a bit because I had uh, I had a double hernia, and I was struggling to get back from this double hernia. I'd had a uh, an operation on it, and I had a year left on my contract, and Snod's run me up. Uh, and said, We're in the conference, we're, we're desperate to get out of the conference. We've got a big backer, yeah, that'll look after your contracts and everything to get us out of the, the conference. We're moving from this ground at Bellevue, yeah, yeah. Of course, you are. It's like 20 years later, they moved, <laughs> uh, yeah. We're moving, we're moving out of this, uh, we're moving out of Bellevue into a brand new stadium, yeah. Uh, it's all gonna happen under uh, this chairman. Said, Do you fancy it? I was like, Well, it's non league, mate. I'm still playing in the league, you no, know, we, we just got promoted, you know. So, it was, it was a case of. Me getting back in the team, and uh, the team was sort of I'd evolved a little bit at Lincoln, bought a couple of new players in because I'd been injured. And then they'd offered me a three year contract. So I was like, one year contract, try to get back in, three year contract, still playing. So I had to sort of like weigh it up a little bit. And then I said to Snods, yeah, he run me up and said, Are you going to sign? I said, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to come and try and help you out. So I had three years, three more years security rather than. A year and not guaranteed to play uh, and stuff. So I've, I've had some decisions in my career to make. Yeah. you know, and uh, I've always I think I've always made the right uh, the right choices. So I went to Donny. Yeah, things didn't materialise there well. You know, yeah. Snod got sacked. Um, Steve Wignall came in. Yeah, instantly, me and him just didn't, didn't get on what- straight away. Yeah, yeah. Just think, Steve didn't. Yeah, he, he was. He was a manager at Colchester when we beat him. <laughs> when we beat him <laughs> in the final, so I think that had something to do with it. I'd, I'd been on. I'd been on my honeymoon. Uh, uh, that was nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, uh, two thousand. Yeah, I think it was yeah two thousand. I was. I was on my honeymoon, and I came back uh, to training. Uh, I'd already booked my honeymoon, and he wanted us back because he just taken over the season before. He wanted us back in early, and I said. I booked my honeymoon already. I went to New York on Concord, yeah, wow. for my honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then, and then from then that that was it. When I came mm-hmm. back late for uh, for pre-season, I think I came back a couple of days later than everybody else because I'd had my honeymoon, which was already booked. He just yeah, he just didn't fancy me at all, yeah. and I it. we just sort of clashed from from. Oh, I, I'm not the confront the, the confrontational type of person, but I'll always stand my ground. Yeah, you know. And I'd always train hard, you know. But it didn't matter how hard you trained, you weren't going to play. Yeah, you'd always play yeah. somebody else. And you know, it's taking me all the way down to Torquay. Yeah, <laughs> there was two subs there. So it was at like 11, 12, 13, and you'd be 14th man. Ah, uh, you know, what I mean, so you'd be, on the, I you'd be on the coach all the way instead of leaving you home. He'd name you 14th man. He'd name the team and two subs, and you'd be 40th man. I was like, you don't do this to you don't do this to like senior senior players. No. So I didn't I didn't kick. I just got on with it. Yeah, like like you do. And uh, they ended up. Um, I think I had a three year contract. So I played the first year. Uh, so second second season was uh, a bit of a write off. So halfway through the season, he said, "Do you want me to pay you up?" So on a year and a half of your contract. So they ended up paying me up on a year and a half of my contract. So yeah, so I left. Yeah, year yeah. and a half. Yeah, then, with a big with a big bag full of money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, see your time. See your time at Cambridge. You know they had some cracking players. That, that uh, Dave yeah. Kitson was there, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Lionel Kits. Perez, the, Ging- the Ginger Ninja. <laughs> Kits. <laughs>
1: yeah, Kitson. Yeah, really good. Yeah, um, yeah. Adam Tan. Yeah, Lionel. Remember Lionel Perez? Lionel Perez. Yeah. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper yeah. was at Sunderland. Yeah. yeah. French. Yeah. Lionel was top man. Yeah, with some really good players there. Yeah, so did did okay there. So uh, I went to I went after I went after I left uh, Donny. I played uh, non-league uh, yeah uh, for a little bit. Uh, went up to Darlington with Gary Bennett because uh, Bennett was at Lincoln. Yeah, and then I ended up uh, getting another phone call from John again in the summer to mm-hmm. come down and uh, come down and uh, see how you get on come for for train uh, preseason training. So went oh, we went down to some army camp. Oh my god. It's horrendous, mate. <laughs> uh, running up hills at five o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. Some PT, some army PTs. Yeah, get up there, Bills. Oh, man, that was John. Yeah, it's bonding. Yeah, it of course Yeah. And then we played in the last pre season game, we played Norwich at home. Corner comes across, same story again. Boom, wins at 1 0. Wins 1 yeah. 0. And he got me in the office after and said, you know, yeah, do you want to. I, I, I'll offer you a year's contract so I had nothing to lose really yeah. you know it's offered a, a year's contract yeah uh, so I played for, for that year halfway through that season again John got sacked John Taylor the legend that is John Taylor yeah yeah Um played there with Dion Dublin John yeah Cambridge legend and everything yeah. got the job uh, so I was like, "Oh no, here we go." Yeah. So I think I think what John had done because I'd known John a, a long time, John Beck. I think he spoke to the chairman and said, "Give give it temporary to Dean Walling. Yeah, he'll hold the fort for you. Yeah, yeah I recommend that you give give it to him, and um, and and, see, and he'll hold it until you till you find someone. Yeah. But I, I've never never had the interest of of, of management or anything like that. So yeah. um, he, he spoke to me after. Uh, and said oh I spoke to the German and said I put your name forward I said what did you do that for so I said <laughs> I thought <laughs> I said, he said I thought you'd do well so anyway John Taylor got the job and you know what I'm gonna say next he thought I was a threat yeah which I really 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 wasn't yeah. from the day he got the job he never me and shaggy yeah yeah brilliant before he got the job yeah shaggy yeah yeah you should be yeah, senior pro now, John should be giving you a day off in the week. And uh, as soon as he got the job, boom, that was it. Didn't talk to me. We literally walked down the corridor. I'd look really? at him and he'd just walked past me. What's literally. One, like? I'm like, can you believe it? I cannot believe you're doing this to me. That's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. But, you know, you just never know what is around the corner in football. Yeah. Never even spoke to me. Um Maybe uh, made me train with a, with the kids, yeah. Maybe train with the youth team. Yeah, I didn't even train with the first team. As soon as he got the job, the yeah. first thing he did was ostracise me straight away. Yeah. yeah, so I'm no threat to him. But I wasn't a threat anyway. Never wanted the job. Never had yeah. any intentions of going into football management. I just wanted to play. Just wanted to play. Yeah, so I played every game up until then. <laughs> he got the job. Never played again. He may, maybe played one game if that or maybe some one game
0: Armand said that yeah. as well he said when he came in he was just sort of uh, he, he was, did he get a sniff after that when he came in as well so yeah, yeah
1: one, to... one, of John, one of John's players yeah, yeah Armand one of John's players so yeah. yeah anything that was to do with John yeah I think he he just got rid of but yeah, yeah you never you never know what's around the corner in football yeah you never know what's around the corner in football so left there that's say we went to uh, went to play for Northwich with Keith Alexander because yeah. I knew Keith from Lincoln again. Keith was a Lincoln manager. Yeah, I love Keith, uh, bless him. Uh, played there. And then in the end, I think I went to London Eaton as well, and then I was training one day a week. And then in the end, I just not well, fell out of love with it. You know, I was travelling here, there and everywhere, and I just thought, yeah. you know, this is not me anymore. Then I set my business up, set my academy up, and and then that's it. I just sort of, like, at the end of the season, I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to yeah. sort of like, concentrate on my academy now. Yeah. And then, see, see, Yeah,
0: yeah. See, so during your career, you, know, you played for St Kitts and Nevis, is that right? You went yeah, to represent yeah. them. How did that all happen?
1: Yeah, um, that, that was, um, again, when I was when I was playing for Lincoln, I was captain at Lincoln, and uh, they was playing in the uh, World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Seth Pod, I knew Seth from Leeds, he's a Leeds guy who's he's, uh, part of the uh, education programme at Leeds United. Yeah, he gave me a call and said, we've got a chance to get two overseas players. So, there was myself and Kevin Francis. We came from Stockport, Yeah. yeah, from uh, from Saint Kitts, yeah. So we went over. The flew was over there. We, I think we played against um, uh, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, and <laughs> believe it or not, we played um, we played uh, Brazil under twenties. And you never guess who was playing?
0: Wait, Ronaldo wasn't he playing? Was he?
1: Yeah. No yeah, way. He was, yeah, he was. He was playing. Yeah, yeah, up front. Yeah. Wow, wow, we got done done six. We got done six by um Brazil under 20s, yeah. And he was playing, oh my god, what a player! So, as a claim to fame, really, who's the best player you ever played with? Yeah, Yeah, Ronaldo, yeah, Yeah. the original, yeah, the original Ronaldo, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I think he must have been 18, 18 at the time, yeah. Oh, mate, quick, strong. Yeah, it it was just it was it was it was awesome, mate. And that's probably one of the best games I've ever played in. Really, that that under twenty team because I I, it was just I had a smile on my face because I was just watching them knock it about and pass and move and rotate and score and celebrate and it was it was brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, so that was a good experience. uh, Yeah, playing over there. Yeah, managed to get myself a goal in one of the games. It was against Heaty. I scored. Yeah, so it was it was basically. Uh, it was called the, the 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 uh i think it was a gold cup it was sort of the pre-qualifiers before the qualifiers so the, the um the qualifiers of jamaica usa um all the south american teams it it was the one before it was called the gold cup yeah yeah so yeah we we, we didn't do very well <laughs> we didn't do very well but yeah again another An experience. experience i've got yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, see something that's uh, quite an issue at the moment, uh, Deedle, of course, um, I think kick it out, said this week a lot of players been abused online, um, uh, like uh, uh, Anthony Martial and, and Marcus Rashford and that, it, What was that something that you encountered as, as a player uh, back then and how disappointing is it to see that these players are sort of having to be subjected to that sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, it's really disappointing because you know we, we've come on a lot, but it, yeah. it's it, it's still there, I mean, it's yeah. still there. I, I can remember back in the in the late eighties when it was really, really, really bad. You know, yeah. I, I remember playing for, I remember playing for for Rochdale and, and going to places like Blackburn and and Burnley and yeah. uh, Wigan. Yeah, bottom of the fourth division games and and getting stick from the crowd on the side. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really getting stick when it was really, really, really bad. So um, I think you grow up with a bit of a bit of thick skin, yeah. you know. Back and uh, but looking back, it, it, it it's no diff- it's no different. You know, you should have been able to report it to the authorities back then. Everybody sort of like turned the red and looked away, and yeah. it was all forgotten, you know. And what happens now? You know, definitely doesn't happen. You know, back in the day, you know, you look at the, the lads that played for West Brom: Sir Regis, Brendan Batson. You know, back back in those days, you know. Yeah, you know, the people throwing bananas on the pitch. Disgusting, you know. But, you know, they didn't have the support to uh, kick it out and, 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 and organisations organizations like that. But, you know, it, it's getting better. It's still not good. Yeah. It's really still not good. It, it needs to be better. But, you know, I think there'll always be that minority, that little minority that, yeah. you know, that spoil it for, for everybody else. You know? Yeah. So.
0: So I mean, you, you 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 retired from playing. You set up your business. Did you think you were you, were you ready to like you say you sort of maybe fell out with love with the game? Were you ready to hang up the boots and and, and look at something else?
1: Yeah, I think more. I think more. Um, just just the injuries and, yeah. and 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 waking up in the morning and and, and aching and, and having to get to training and your back or your hamstring or your groin, you know, i I'll be aching. You know, I just got to a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. You know, I had a bit of arthritis in my hip, you know, I've had a hip replacement. uh, And now he had a hip replacement two years ago. You know, and I think you just get to a point where your body just can't take it anymore. You know, so, um, you know, you look look to do something else, else, you know. I looked at going into uh, radio and uh, journalism because, you know, I I do do a column for uh, the Lincolnshire Echo still, uh, down in Lincoln. Still do a bit for BBC Radio, whether it be Cumbria or... Radio Lincolnshire. You know, so I'm still all involved in the media side of it, which I do which I do enjoy. Um I was in the park with 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 my wife and and my little lads and I had a football, I had a football, a kid he had a football next to him. So he had his foot he's kicking his football around, so i kicked it over to me and I threw it to him and then he headed it back and went, i'll just try and just try and get in the middle of your head and keep your eyes open. Headed it back. And then my wife says, Well, why don't you start a soccer school? I was like, oh, that's not a bad idea, is it? Yeah, so and, and just from then started one day a week with five kids and then ten kids and then twenty kids and then thirty kids, fifty kids. Wow. That's like two to three hundred kids a week now. So oh. yeah, just yeah, it's just it's just grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's and that's how it literally how it started in the park with a lad through threw the ball back. He added it back into my hands and my wife says, Why don't you start a soccer school, teach kids how to play football? So I was like yeah. Yeah, okay. I fancy some of that. Yeah, it still it's... keeps me in the game. Still keeps me um, um, in the football environment. You know, with what I'm doing now with the, with the press and the and the media and the radio and, and yourself. Yeah. You know, it still keeps me in the in the you know in in that football mentality. So, yeah. you know, my yeah. life since I my life since I I left school at, at sixteen, my life has been football every single day. Yeah, uh, you know, I've never had a proper job. I've never <laughs> had an office job. I've never you know, I'm, I'm rubbish at home. Like right? putting <laughs> pictures up and stuff like that. My like, my wife does all that. She does all the DIY stuff. If I can't do it, here. You know, we get the we get the decorators in to do. It. I don't do any of the stuff. Like that. I'm rubbish, me Rubbish because all I've ever done from 15, 16 is, is play football every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. Yeah, but you make your own luck, don't
0: you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, if um, anyone wants to get in touch with you, uh, the work that you do, uh, do you know your academies and what have you? How uh, how do they go about getting in, in touch with you?
1: Yeah, just uh, on, my, on my Twitter at Dinos Pro Soccer, uh, Dino'sprosoccer.com. Uh, You know, I'm always putting things on Twitter. What we're doing on on my college calls, you know, we have a uh, uh, a bit of a crack with the, the lads at Football Bubbles and stuff like that. They named a the hat after me, you know, <laughs> up, 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 up Carlisle. You know, so you know, at Dinos Pro Soccer you can, or Dinos Pro Soccer Academy, you can always uh, uh, get hold of me and, and, and contact me. Yeah, uh, the website is www.dinosprosoccer.com. You know, anyway, you can catch me uh, just in Dino's Pro Soccer. You know, yeah, you can uh, catch me on any of those handles.
0: Superb. Well, it's been absolutely terrific having you on Dino. Thank you very much yeah. for coming on the podcast.
1: You're welcome, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. You know, will uh, always will always hold uh, a massive place in my heart. And when I can get up, uh, I'm always up there once or twice a year to yeah. to watch a game or once or twice a year to see a couple of friends up there, you know, because I still have friends from when when I first moved up there. So, um, yeah, absolutely fantastic, mate. It's been a pleasure.
0: That was episode 91 of the Talking Football podcast with Dean Walling. As ever, I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you want to listen to any previous episodes, you can catch them all in pretty much all podcast platforms. We're also now on YouTube if you just search for Talking Fitball. You can follow us on Twitter at Talkin' Underscore football and we're on Facebook as well. And be also sure to check out and subscribe to the Talking Fitball website. You'll find a whole lot of great content and articles on there. Just talking fitbot.co.uk. Hope you can join me again next time, and I'll be chatting to the Wembley wizard, Jim McAliog. But until then, keep safe and bye for now.